Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the um, presentation, our full year results for 2021, and uh, giving you a little bit of direction of how 2022 has started as well. So uh, thanks very much for your time. Um, our, our aim uh, today is to um, skip through these slides, use them as a guide rather than sort of walk through them in detail and, uh, and then take any questions at the end. Um, so hopefully we'll be, um, be through the slides in 20 minutes and give us lots of time to, uh, to kind of uh, really understand what's on your mind and give us some questions if you have to happen. Um, so, so my name's Chris, I've got Claire with me, the CFO. We kind of calculated between us, we've got about 36 years in the business. And uh, we'll kind of work when you look at how that splits, but um, a lot of depth and, uh, and kind of commitment from us, um, not only um, sort of from, from today, but also um, from the past as well. Uh, so I'd kind of like to walk you through the business a little bit to start with and then talk about you know, the Pebble Group, its space in the market. So the Pebble Group is the provider of digital commerce and products and related services into that global promotion products industry. If I take you on to the left hand side, just really want to sort of focus on it's a $50 billion market globally. So, you know, it's kind of quite niche in that sort of marketing advertising space, but $50 billion is kind of, uh, you know, the size. So I think a lot bigger than a lot of people think. And also a really fragmented market. And so we try to find some really specialist and differentiated spaces in that market. And half the market's in North America. And in North America, there's around about 20,000 businesses uh, looking to provide promotional products into businesses in North America. And our first business, Facilis Group, provides some digital commerce into those 20,000 businesses, looking to help them you know, bring efficiencies, professionalize, and grow their organization. So Facilis Group provides that digital commerce and platform into those businesses to help them grow. On the second side, Brand Edition, quite a different business, but in the same group and same sector. And Brand Edition, again, very focused in a specialist area, and it looks to provide products and related services in some of the best-known brands in the world. And so Brand Edition's customers, you will have heard of every one of them, um, based under contract and uh, providing product, um, distribution, uh, e-commerce websites, and services in a consistent manner um, across the world. And so Pebble Group in a big, um, big space, the promotion marketing space, with two distinct and different businesses within there. And so I'll work from the bottom to the top here in terms of highlights for 2021. We think it was a very good year. In looking at brand edition, 41% revenue growth. And that sort of not only is a bounce back um, from the difficulties that COVID caused in terms of demand in 2020, but actually that 41% growth means that brand edition has made a full and complete recovery over 2019 levels, which we think is a great performance. Supply chain is a big question in the world right now. In the last three months, Brand Edition has been dealing with supply chain. It's been the last sort of 12 to 18 months, but a mixture of a very good and experienced team, long-term supplier and customer relationships mean that that supply chain has been extremely well managed. A little bit of gross margin a bit this year, but not an awful lot. And so a great performance for Brand Edition um, over 2019 levels and a really well-managed supply chain in difficult circumstances. Taking us up to Facilis, a different business, selling tech. You can see, I think there's three really great stats there. It's based in US dollars Facilis, so that's, uh, that's its kind of own currency. 40% growth, I think, is outstanding. But not only the actual growth, but looking at the EBITDA margins that are coming out there at 60%, I think that combination is a really powerful platform 
um, that would produce there. And then underneath that, partner or our customers, the retention of those is extremely high at 98%. So if we can keep building our market share on a very stable customer base and bringing those kind of growth rates and EBITDA returns, you can see what a powerful business facility actually is. And, and so those two take us to the group highlights. 40% growth is excellent. And two really cash generative businesses as well. And, and what we've navigated over the last two years has you know, been quite difficult. Uh, we, we, we're actually sort of based in London today because it's been so lovely to do sort of meetings with institutions face to face. The first time we've done that since we floated in 2019. And, um, but what we've managed to do throughout um, since our flotation is manage our own cash. Um, we've kind of gone through COVID, we've gone through heavy investment into facilities and investment back into brand initiatives, working capital to support its growth and, uh, and all those under our own cash. And so 40% revenue growth, managing our own cash really well, I think uh, it's super performance from the Pebble Group and his team in, in 2021. And so what I'll do now, hand over to Claire and she'll sort you through the group numbers. Thank you. So th this slide is sharing our key metric and the headline here is that they're all clearly moving in the right direction. So Chris has talked about revenue growth. You can see that here, that's translated into growth in EBITDA. And again, that real strong performance on cash, you can see it's 5 million on where we were this time last year. But this is an, an interesting slide and, and it helps you understand the financial dynamics of the business. So the, the chart on the left-hand side is showing the split of revenue between brand edition facilities. And we can see where brand edition is that products business and that's the larger proportion of the group's revenue. But when we've got those really super EBITDA returns in facilities group, where on the SaaS subscriptions that we're charging, then that facilities group is really catching up and it's roughly about 50% of the group's EBITDA. And group PL, it, it's here for the record. There are three lines highlighted in bold here. So revenue, adjusted EBITDA, and operating profit. And you can see that they've all you know, moved forward across the period from FY19 and you know showing a really strong performance and also demonstrating that what Chris just said again about our commitment into the product development in facilities group and the investment that we've made and you can see that coming through in an increased depreciation and amortization charge over that period. Cash flow it's really really strong really strong performance and really straightforward. There are two points of interest on here uh, you can see that movement in working capital so there's some investment in working capital in 21 and that's all in support of brand editions growth so there's been a proportionate level of investment that reflects the incremental volume that we've seen in brand edition this year and then that investment in capital expenditure which is as i've just said the investment into the products that we're developing um, at facilis group as we drive towards our strategic ambitions and again you know the balance sheet again nice and straightforward so we can see the working capital on there and that is all associated with brand edition. So we've had some increase in volume and that translates into incremental receivables and payables, but that's with some of the largest brands in the world. So a real quality blue chip asset base. And you know, I say every time that if we, we have high quality debtors, if we invoice correctly, then we collect out on that cash. We've got stock that's well managed. And, and underwritten by our customers so it's a you know a really strong really nice clean balance sheet that the business has got going to move now into a little bit more detail on each of the businesses and if we just pause on facilities group so we are focused in north america at the moment so that's that 25 billion dollar industry it's highly fragmented 
and Bacillus Group is providing a digital commerce platform to the 20,000 businesses in that industry that are looking to professionalise and grow. This is the PL for Facilis Group. So you can see across the three years that we're sharing there, that period of the uninterrupted growth. And I'm really focusing on the box at the bottom and the stats, you know, some really strong performers and some amazing statistics that come out of this business. So we've had 40% growth in ARR over 20, amazing EBITDA return at 60%. And you know, with a significant level of investment into our technology products and our strategy, we're still generating operating profit returns of over 40. Thanks, Claire. And so now we'll kind of go, if the, the result from 2021, what goes behind there and what drives that is what we want to talk about now. Again, for the record, that's our revenues in sterling, um, but really this business is a US dollar business, so we kind of put that on there. Uh, since we acquired the business at the end of 2018, there's an annual growth rate of 25%, and you know our ambitions is to actually kind of take that forward even further. But you can see... If we didn't know about COVID, we didn't know about some of the challenges that have been out there, there is a consistent uh, growth in the business and, you know, over the long term. So if we look at these three charts. If these are moving in the right direction, we know that facilities recurring revenues are moving in the right direction. And, and our, the fees that we charge, the subscriptions that we charge, and the fees that sort of come to us from our preferred suppliers are all driven behind these metrics. So partner numbers going forward, the gross merchandise value going forward, and that is what's the sales coming through our platform and by our customers or our partners. So if you say 200 customers and a billion dollars of revenue going through the gross merchandise value, that gives you what the average size of our customers are at the moment, which is around about $5 million revenue businesses. And encouragement from ourselves to push the products of our preferred suppliers through to our partners. If that number goes up as well, that's really good for our partners. It's good for our suppliers and it's good for us too. So those three metrics moving forward, I know, means that the recurring revenues of facilities are moving forward too. And so if I kind of say we've got a great business that we built and some super metrics. Now this business becomes really special if we can scale it. And the chart that's in front of you there really is how we believe we can grow and expand the Facilis Group platform to really escalate its revenues. Um, right now, Facilis is a $17 million business, and that's in that top left-hand side that we're providing right now, that order workflow to those businesses between around $2 and $20 million of sales. We think there's around about 2,000 in that pipeline for us, and we've got 200 partners. So the top left-hand side of this chart, that's the business that the results have been placed on today. But we'd like to grow the services that we offer to those businesses and actually extend the addressable market for us into the wider promotional products industry in North America. And so on the right-hand side, we have Syncor Lines that we're making those capital investments into. That opens up a lot more businesses in this very fragmented market, those under $2 million. And Syncor Lines is in you know, heavy development stage right now, and uh, we'll be looking to launch that mid-2023. Um, and then below there, Commercio is an e-commerce platform. A lot of our partners right now use e-commerce. A lot of the North American promotional products use e-commerce to sell. There is a wide variety of platforms that are used. And we don't think there's any that really hit the nail on the head for our customers right now. And they've been asking us for an e-commerce solution that links into Syncor that really helps them sell to their customers. We bought some software in 21, which we further developed, and we're actually sort of doing some great beta testing. We'll be in around two beta testing very shortly and begin to start charging for that product with our partners. But over the next 12 months, we're looking to bring new releases of Commercio out that we believe each release will open up more potential partners to come and use us. And so what this chart is saying is, 
top left-hand side is a wonderful business that will continue to keep growing. We will expand our offering to those customers by adding the e-commerce platform. And then on the right-hand side, we'll increase our addressable market in North America by bringing Syncor Line together. And, and together, we believe that the digital, commerce, the digital commerce revenues available from this market are around about $700 million. So there's a big market for us to go for. And we set ourselves some targets um, that we've been tracking against. Initial aspiration is to get to that 50 million mark um, by doing Syncor, Syncor Lite, those e-commerce platforms as well. That really extends the offering that we have and the market we're going to. And then we're tracking really sensibly against the, the milestones so far. Um, we had a very good start to 2022, which means our GMV and our spend we've preferred are already towards our end goal uh, numbers for 2022. Um, but if we can kind of get those, um, the GMV, the customer numbers, and the preferred spend moving forward, you know, we're really excited about scaling this business. And scaling this business, you know, makes it a very, very powerful and valuable organization. Just summarizing, I think we've got a wonderful opportunity for Silis. We're really focused and have a great team that's focused on sort of those internal milestones for 2024. And that's kind of going to a successful launch of Commercio and setting great foundations for Syncor Light in 2023. And, uh, you know, really excited about what that business can bring. And I hand over to Claire to talk us through great brand edition. So, so brand edition, that's our products business that's working under contract with some of the largest brands in the world, providing them with exciting products in a way that helps them address their own agendas around sustainability and ESG and do that efficiently through the use of e-commerce. Like the facilities are sharing the segmental detail for brand edition on the PL, and the message that I'm sharing here is there's a full recovery in that revenue line over the 2019 number. So, yes, brand edition was affected by COVID, but what we've been able to demonstrate in 21 is that we made a full recovery, managed our margins, managed our costs, and that incremental volume translated through to an increase in EBITDA. This slide is sharing a little bit more detail on how we managed to deliver that V-shaped recovery. And it was really around three things. You know, retain our customers. So you know, our customers are working on the contract with us. They're all still with us. We managed to win market share through converting new business through that period that we invoiced in 2021. And then we were able to grow our share of the wallet of our existing clients. And you can see that particularly in the consumer promotions line where we grew that successfully and that was 46 million out of the brand edition revenues this year. And so looking at, at 22, saying, you know, we've had a sensible start to the year, so we're up 11% year on year. In the middle of March, we've got 40% of our year-end expectation uh, booked for brand edition. We've got new business opportunities that we converted in 21 that we will start to invoice in FY22, and then we've also got room to grow in those underlying clients. This slide is just sharing with you the diversity of the brand edition revenue by both the sector and by geography. And again, we've got that good geographical spread and good diversification by sector. Okay, thanks, Glenn. I'll kind of take us home on brand edition and then sort of finish off with some ESG bits as well. Supply chain's been a big issue. We can kind of probably say last three to six months, but I think actually something that as brand edition we've been dealing with over the last 12 to 18 and when you're faced with any challenge, I think there's two things to, to be thinking about, the, the environment that we're operating in, and secondly, the actions that you're taking. And so the environment we're operating in, it's not the same products we're buying from the same factory and selling to the same customer. You know, so we do have flexibility in terms of 
where we're buying from and the price that we're selling at and the products that we're actually using as well. So we don't think we're trying to hit a 9.99 retail price for the same products that we're trying to do last year bought for the same factory. We don't have that constraint at kind of either end of our supply chain. Um, and then secondly, it's sort of, you know, the actions that you're taking and it's the people that are doing this. So our supply chain has been extremely well managed by our teams. And that doesn't mean it's been easy. That doesn't mean there hasn't been a lot of challenges. There has. The team have worked enormously hard. And I think it's been a great team effort. So our account managers working with our clients to make sure our lead times are working. Our teams are on the ground and actually in Europe kind of working with our suppliers um, to make sure product is available. If it's not that product, it's another one. And how can we work? And I think our finance teams working around Brexit, our distribution teams working around Brexit, a real team effort and you know, kind of, if the wind's blowing in your face, you don't kind of necessarily have to take a, a step back. You can stand up and take action to change it. And, and I think, you know, the, the words, you know, we've thought hard about, um, but we believe it's a well-controlled um, supply chain in very difficult circumstances from brand issue in 2021. And, and I'd say that theme continues again in 2022. So um, there's some kind of more detail on there about what, how we've been affected and what we've done. Um, but I think the message from us into the market is a well-controlled supply chain and something we're dealing with under difficult circumstances, but we are dealing with it. And then that takes us to sort of the final message on brand edition. And, and the top two of these will be a familiar theme in terms of how we're looking at brand edition. It's retention of really good accounts, working with really sort of, uh, you know, global brands over the long term and implementing the new business that we went going away so that win, grow, retain, repeat mantra is very sort of what we talk about at Brand Edition. And so going out and on top of that, good customer base that spends the regular amount of cash with us that then kind of builds with us over time. Adding to that is how Brand Edition grows. And the specific, I think, over the next sort of or the last 18 months and the next sort of six to 12 months is very much making sure we continue to do what we have been doing and, and manage that supply chain and setting ourselves again, sort of that goal of moving towards you know, moving our margins forward in the next 12 or 18 months, uh, not moving them backwards. And, and behind the two businesses, you know, there's, um, there's some commonality in terms of uh, our cultures, our ESG, and, uh, and our approach and, and to business generally. So ESG is something we've put a lot into over the last two years, but it's not difficult for us to do that. It's something we really believe in. I honestly think ESG is about running a business well for its employees, its stakeholders, it being investors, being its suppliers, and being its clients. And what's not to like about that? And so it's an easy thing for us to embrace. Um, we've made some great senior appointments who kind of driving this on a day-to-day -day basis. But it's very important to me that what we do is live and breathe in the businesses. They're not tick boxes. They're not something to kind of say we do. But whatever we can say, the claims that we make has evidence behind it and it's lived and breathed in the businesses. And, and that's coming through in the actions that we've taken. And what we also have is, again, a published ESG report in 2021 in October. We'll do that now on an annual basis. We've set our targets. We're going to measure ourselves against that. And I want us to do it because it makes our business better and it's the right thing to do. And so I hope it comes naturally because why wouldn't it? It's, it's a good way to, uh, to run your business. And so just finally to sum up, I'll work from the right to the left again. I believe 2021 was a great year for the business and well done to kind of everybody in our group, a huge effort that kind of went into those results. You know, kind of phrase of mine is results don't happen by accident and then they certainly didn't. Uh, you know, it's kind of on the back of good people. We're a good strategy working really hard. 
Uh, Brandon's just started well, and order intake um, compares the same point last year's 11% up. That's against the guidance that's out there around 8%. So that this time of the year, that feels like a nice balance. Say it again, supply chain feels well controlled by a great group of people. Facilities partner numbers uh, continue to grow. We're looking to expand them with the new products, but also our GMV, so in other words, sales and our partners that bring through the system, is perhaps a little bit higher um, than we even thought ourselves, at 57% ahead. I think that's against perhaps a soft comparison in Q1 last year, but still, that's a really good performance, and we'll see how that works for the rest of, uh, the, rest of the year. And then to sum up, what's the start for Pebble Group? I think it started well, definitely in line with expectations, and, uh, you know, kind of, um, we're, you know, full of um, great enthusiasm. I think we've got a really good plan and some efforts executing that. And I think our business continues to move forward, um, you know, from a strategic and financial sense as well. Um, so I hope that was a nice trot through. How do we do? 23 minutes. Yeah. I have to cut three minutes off this time. <laughs> and um, but I hope that's, um, yeah, there's a lot of detail in there. We're really happy to answer questions now, but we really appreciate your time today. And we've got a question here. What gives you the confidence in achieving your targets for partner numbers at Facilis Group? So I think that we've done really well with GMV. And if we have, um, uh, you know, the targets are around GMV, spend with preferred and, and, uh, and, and partner numbers. So the, 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 the GMV and the, um, the spend with preferred is going very well. And I think that's in a really great place. Um, in terms of um, the, the partner numbers, We've so far had that, that one component of our platform has been Syncor, concentrating on those sort of businesses between two and 20 million. But we're actually extending, you know, dramatically our addressable market by having a Syncor light. So the hockey stick in those numbers aren't like for like wins. They are saying Syncor light goes into much bigger addressable markets. So if we want 500 of those customers, there's 20,000 out there. You know, so to put it in that context, I think, is, uh, is how that means to be looked at. It shouldn't be looked at. We've grown by 25 each year. We're in dramatically expanding our, um, our addressable market. And I think that's why we believe those customer numbers can be achieved. Tremendous. Thank you. And going on from there, do you think that your target market of sub $2 million partners will have the same resilience in tough markets that your current partners have shown through the pandemic? Is there a chance of greater client attrition? I think the answer to that is it's hard to get less client attrition. I think you, you, right now it's 98%. So, you know, our sort of retention almost can't be any higher. And, and so, so the, the, the default answer that is probably yes, that they, they might be a little more transigent. But, but also there's a lot more of them. And, and I really think that we shouldn't underestimate the sort of the businesses that those people have, their lifestyle business, somebody doing a million dollars a year for promotion merchandise, their overheads were pretty much nothing. You know, they'll be working from home most likely, and their overheads are up to paying themselves their own salaries. So, so these businesses can, you know, they've got no costs to cut, basically. They can kind of, you know, if their sales slow right down, you know, they can actually kind of, there's nothing, they're not in premises, they're not employing many people. So I think those businesses can kind of open, you know, sort of retract and kind of grow quite quickly. And, and I think that's proven now, you know, where we've been through COVID, those people, those businesses will be coming back again. You know, they haven't sort of um, disappeared and gone up on something else. Tremendous. Thank you. And the questioner says, thanks for a very interesting presentation. How are the margins this year for Facilis? Previously, you said that you may trend towards 50% from the current 60%. Is that still the case or will it happen more with Sync or Light? 
Yeah, I think we, we're definitely flagging, we're looking to scale the business, right? And so um, 60% margins are probably a little higher than we expected this year because we had a, an excellent sort of last quarter. And, um, and so if you think, you know, 55% is the number we've uh, probably averaged out at over the last um, two or three years, which is an amazing number in itself. And, and what we're trying to say is, you know, let's put the percentage to one side for a moment. We're trying to say we like to spend three or four million dollars on ramping up and scaling facilities and spending on a sales and marketing piece. And we think that the return of that three or four million dollars can be absolutely amazing. So if we can get to that 50 um, uh, 50 million uh, dollar recurring revenue, then um, you know, kind of, who knows where the uh, the return on sales can go on the EBITDA margin. Um, so, so really think about. I think we are using money in really well to scale facilities, and, and that might mean I think we've got guidance out there. It's fifty percent, yes. isn't it, into this year, and, and, and so that money has been invested for growth. It's not a permanent. Uh, movement in margin and I think that's a really important piece because if we do get facilities running in, in the way that we believe we can and then it's not 50 million dollars there's no end point you know we'd like to take it much beyond there then I think spending I think it'd be so wrong of us not to sort of um, make very small dents and 50% margins is a pretty amazing number anyway um, so um, if we can spend a little bit of money in scaling facilities I think that is money tremendously well spent right now. Thank you very much. And the questioner goes on to ask if you can talk a little bit about broker forecasts. It's not easy to get access to Berenberg Research. It looks like earnings per share estimate is for 4.61p for 22, which is down from 21's 5.14. Do you know if the 4.61p is right? And why is the earnings per share number coming down? Yeah, so so the the, the four point six one isn't isn't a straight comparative to the to the five point one four. So the, the the right comparative would be five five point um what one five. So it's we're, what we're saying is we think it's going to be flat next year, and that's really around the investment that we're making in, into into Facilis Group, and so we've spent five million. Um, pounds over the last two years on those two products. We're forecasting to spend another eight million this year, and, and we're amortising that over a really sensible period of three years. So we will see an increase in the amortisation charge that is affecting that, that forecast number. But so, but our our expectation through the broker is that that's going to be flat. Tremendous. Thank you very much. And what's the split on people numbers between Facilis Group and Brand Edition and the group? So we've got uh, just over um, just over 500 people in the group. About 100 of those are in Facilis, and 50% of those are um, in tech in tech development. There, so we've got eight at the Pebble Group, and then the balance will is is, um, is in Brand Edition. What plans do you have for using the cash you're generating as the plan growth comes through? You know, the Pebble Group is very cash generative through um, through Facilis and, and Brand Edition. And um, you know that's been proven in the short time we've been on, on the market. Uh, we're definitely investing for growth right now. Um, if we're successful in executing upon those strategies, then cash does you know come into the business very strongly. Um, you know, I suppose we're looking forward to um, to that position being a reality rather than a, a kind of a thought. So there's no no firm plans for that right now. I think um, you know our heads are sort of focused on 
getting our strategy right, executing well upon it, and you know, we really look forward to um, you know to managing that kind of challenge when it comes. But uh, you know, I think we're in a good place, very cash generative model, and um, you know, let's uh, let's hope we are able to execute on the plans and, and have that you know really great um, great issue for us in a couple of years' time. Thank you. And um, can you please talk through the contract terms for Facilis customers in Syncor and Comercio? So length of contract and element of volume versus recurring revenue. The contract, you know, the contract length is you know three months, the notice period. That's what that's all it is. And but so and, and you know we want people to be using you know um, our digital platform because it brings them great services, and you know we're not looking to tie them in over many years to something they, they wouldn't like. So people use um, Facilis because they want to be part of a great organization that kind of has great technology, super supply relationships, and great community. So, so those um, contracts aren't long in length. Uh, in terms of the recurring revenues, the recurring revenues are um, you know 95% of the revenues in the business, and those recurring revenues split around about 65% comes from um, subscriptions, and 35% comes from uh, sort of marketing funds. And that's the end of questions. Chris, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, I think um, always really important uh, when I get an opportunity to say something publicly. Um, results don't uh, be achieved by accident. There's an amazing group of people. It's 500. It's uh, kind of crazy that uh, there's 500 of us now. Uh, but, um, but, you know, thank you to, to the team um, for, again, continuing pretty uh, unusual circumstances. Um, you know, we... Uh, it couldn't be done without a great team effort. So thanks to everybody. And, um, you know, we're always interested in uh, understanding questions, communicating our messages um, correctly. And so any feedback, we'd be really thrilled to, to receive it and then grab questions from anyone. Yeah. So but thank you all for your time. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.